Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Finally, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If others think they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself self yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Hey, thanks for reading that for us, Catherine. It would be a great help to me and to you if you could keep your Bibles open at that page, page 1190, uh, as we can benefit from these words together as we go into the start of a new year. And children, if you haven't seen one already, there are some worksheets over by, on that pew by the door uh, with some pencils as well. There's three pages and they will help you to, uh, to follow along with what's happening. Uh, one of the things there is a bit of sermon bingo. So you need to listen out for words. Uh, as, I, as I say them, and, and uh, you'll do them in your uh, word search as well. So if you haven't got one of those, please feel free to go over there 
Uh, Mary's got some as well by the door, um, and that will help you as we go through. Well, as 2023 begins, many of us are asking ourselves the question, what will this year bring? Last year was a, a very difficult year, wasn't it? In, in many of our own lives, uh, in the life of our nation. And I don't know uh, all of your situations, but I know enough of them uh, to be aware that for, for many of you, last year was really hard. And so it's natural to wonder what this year will bring. But we have to be honest, don't we, and, and say that we don't know the answer to that question. Uh, surely if the, the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that we don't know what each year, each day even, will bring. Uh, and so there are lots of uncertainties we're facing. We, we face the uncertainties caused by the war in Ukraine, the cost of living. Maybe some of us are hoping that this year will be the, the turning of a corner for some particular struggles. Some of you are going into it with big uh, uh, health worries or financial worries. Or you're at, you're at school and you're, you're thinking about the year ahead and you're not sure uh, how you're going to meet all the challenges. Or whatever your particular struggles, whatever our particular struggles, we, we wish that we knew when those situations would get easier. And it's hard that we don't know that. And there's a danger that we can just sort of be waiting for our situations to be fixed before we live for Jesus. And so my, my hope, my prayer for this passage this morning is that we is that while we wait for those things, we, we get on with what God has clearly shown us about his great purposes for our lives. So we're going to look at those words together from Philippians chapter 3. And in those words, we get a glimpse into the Apostle Paul's great desires, his godly ambitions for his life. We're going to look at uh, those from verses 10 to 14 particularly. And we're going to see three great aims from Paul's life that we can take with us. Uh, both into 2023 and indeed into the whole of our lives. Three great aims. To know and love Jesus more deeply. To leave behind pride in past achievements or regret over past failures. And to fix our eyes on the prize. First, we want to know and love Jesus more deeply. Verse 10, Paul says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. Becoming like him in his death. I want to know Christ. Now Paul used to be someone who boasted in his impeccable Jewish credentials. That's what's going on in, in verses 4 to 6 of the passage. But when, when he met Jesus, it changed everything. And he explains that in verses 7 to 9. When Paul met Jesus, when he discovered the free gift of salvation, the whole course of his life was turned around. You might know he went from being the, the chief persecutor of the church to its number one missionary. And as he did that, he was driven on by, by the realization that he had gained the most precious thing imaginable. He talks about that in verse 8. I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Paul had come to know and love Jesus. He'd come to, to discover Jesus as his deepest treasure. And if you are a person who knows deep down that, that Jesus is more precious to you than anyone or anything else, that's because you've met him. He saved you and you're wonderfully loved and accepted by him. So in one sense, 
we already know. Paul already knew Jesus. But then he says in verse 10, I want to know Christ. So here's Paul, 30 years after he's come to faith, and he knows that he hasn't made it. He still has a deep and a passionate longing to to know and love Jesus more and more. And there's no greater aim that you and I could have for our lives than that, to, to get to know and love Jesus more. That's a brilliant aim for this year. See, New Year's resolutions, they can be good things when, when they're used wisely. But very often, we, they can just add a burden of guilt to us if we're not careful. I remember when I was working in, a few years ago, when I was working in retail and uh, running a food, food department for Marks & Spencer. And what happened was that after Christmas every year, uh, the sales of the healthy food ranges would sh- shoot up. Uh, as people realize, I- I've overindulged at Christmas, I'm, I'm going to cut back. And for the first two or three weeks of January, there was a sort of, uh, you know, they, they stayed at a st- steady level of, of high sales. And then by February, you guess what had happened? Back down to their normal uh, levels. And that's because it's really hard to keep resolutions. A-, a big long list of them will probably just make us uh, feel guilty when we struggle to keep them all. But this, this aim would be a wonderful aim to take with us into the new year. Because it will help us, it will, it will lead to great joy for us to know and love Jesus better. So we could pray this for ourselves this year. We could say to Jesus, Jesus, I want to know and love you more deeply this year. Help me to spend quality time with you this year. Help me to enjoy the privilege of, of having a Bible, of discovering more and more of your beauty and your preciousness from its pages. Help me to delight in being known and loved by you. So that's what Paul says. I want to know Christ. And then look at how he continues. Verse 10, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection. Paul's saying he wants to experience God's ongoing power at work in his life to help him to become more like Jesus. But then he goes further, and it's something that might surprise us. He says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Paul's saying he wants to identify more and more with Jesus' sufferings. As you know, Jesus went through huge hardship throughout his ministry, especially as he faced opposition and went to the cross. And Paul is saying he was willing to suffer for the sake of Jesus because he knew that that would help him to know what, Je- what Jesus went through, to know Jesus more deeply. And so if you and I want to know Jesus more deeply this year, we need to be willing to, to make sacrifices as we follow him. So here are some questions we could think about as we, as we go into this new year. Am I willing to to take the risk of stepping out and sharing my faith this year? Am I willing to make sacrifices with my time, my my money, my energy, so that more people can hear about Christ, so that the community around me can be blessed? Am I ready to fight any sins in my life that aren't helping me to love Jesus more? Sacrifices like that for the sake of Jesus and his gospel they can feel costly, but, but they're worth it. They're, they're a path to great joy as we become more like our Lord Jesus. 
So that's the first great aim for 2023 for us from this passage, to know and love Jesus more deeply. We're going to look at the other two aims uh, in a few moments. First, we're going to sing together. And this song helps us to to express our desire to, to know Jesus, to love Jesus more this year. Use this song, perhaps, as a way of, of praying together uh, that we would know Jesus more as we go into this year. So let's, let's stand and we'll sing together. I want to know you 
Apostle Paul could have, uh, could have sung those words we've just sung because he discovered the great love of Christ and he wanted to know and love Jesus more. That was the first great ambition for his life, for, for his year that we saw from Philippians 3. And here's the second great ambition he had. To leave behind pride in past achievements or regret over past failures. That's what we want for ourselves this year. You see, following Jesus, it's often said, is like a marathon, not a sprint. And Paul knew that he hadn't yet reached the finish line, uh, that God had much more to do in him and through him. And that's why he says, uh, do follow with me in verse 12, not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal. And then verse 13, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. And so he recommits himself to running the Christian race. I press on, he says. And then Paul warns us of a danger. Just as, as long-distance runners can become uh, distracted uh, when it's hard, they can be tempted to look back, to give up. So there's a danger of that in the Christian race. And that's why Paul says, verse 13, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on. Paul talks about forgetting what is behind. I've heard people who say that when, when we've gone through a hard year, when we look back on it, we should just try and forget all about it and move on. And is that the kind of thing Paul's saying here, that we should just, just blank out last year as if none of it happened? No, God in his word shows us uh, that the world through realistic lenses is both beautiful and broken. And actually, God in his word calls us to, to look back and to remember certain things that are for our spiritual good. So as an example, Psalm 103 says, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, forget not all his benefits. That's why it's wonderful to do what we were doing earlier, to, to take a moment to, to give thanks, to share with one another what God has been doing in our lives. And that would be a great thing to continue to talk to one another about after this service. So what, what Paul talk, is actually talking about here is a, is a particular kind of forgetting. It's leaving behind anything that will, will hinder us from running the Christian race this year. One of those things could be pride in past achievements. Notice as you read the passage, Paul, Paul at this point has, has been doing amazing missionary work, but he's not interested in getting applause for that. He doesn't dwell on those things. Instead, he has a, has a single-minded desire to keep on serving Christ. And I wonder, as you look back on 2022, how you feel about how your Christian life has been going. And maybe some of us, as I ask that, you feel like 
2022 has been a good year for you spiritually. A year where you've been growing in, in your trust in Jesus, in your obedience and service of him. If, that, if that's the case, then, then that is wonderful. Praise God. And then look away from yourself. Take our cue from the Apostle Paul and don't let those things lead us into pride. I wonder if that's a word, particularly for those of us who have been running the Christian race for a long time. There is the subtle danger, even if we would never say it out loud, of thinking that we've, as it were, arrived spiritually. That we've reached a level of Christian maturity that we can be happy with. That is a real danger if it leads us to sort of coasting along spiritually. So why not pray this year that you would, you would want to know and love Jesus and serve him all the more fervently in the year ahead? For others of us, perhaps the bigger danger for us is that we keep living in the past as we relive uh, regrets that we have. And we need Paul's encouragement as well to press on in the Christian way. It's helpful to, to leave behind regret. We're people, aren't we, who can easily hold grudges. We forgive conditionally. And so we sometimes feel like that might be what God is like. I think that's why those of us who are followers of Jesus can, can find it so difficult to accept when we, when we look back at, at failure from the past, sins that we regret, we find it hard to accept that God has fully forgiven us. That the devil loves to, to bring up our past sins, to make us doubt our forgiveness. And often we, we listen to his accusations. But God doesn't bring up those things. As verse 9 reminds us, we've been, if we trust in Jesus, we've been declared righteous, fully accepted and forgiven by God as a free gift. So it is a healthy thing to, to confess to God ways that we've dishonored him, but, but we don't want to get stuck there. Confession is, is meant to lead us to a, a fresh appreciation for Jesus' complete forgiveness. It's going to be really hard to run the the Christian race this year with fresh energy and resolve if we are caught up in regret over past failures. And that's a struggle for me. Sometimes I, I find it really hard to accept this, to accept that God has forgiven me and to move on. Perhaps there are some of us here like me in that. So you and I, we can rejoice that we can leave behind the sins of the past at the foot of the cross we know that the price has been paid in full for them by the Lord Jesus. So those are our first two aims for this year from Paul. To know and love Jesus more deeply. To leave behind pride and regret. And here's the final aim from Paul's words. To fix our eyes on the prize. Do look with me at verse 13. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal. To win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I love running. And uh, several years ago, I had the opportunity to fulfill a long-held ambition and to run the London Marathon. And now, the most I'd done in training was about 19 miles. And I was feeling tired when I got to that point in the marathon. Uh, but just about okay to keep going. Uh, same at mile 20. Same at mile 21. And then I encountered what the marathon guides talk about as the proverbial wall. I hit it. Suddenly, my legs could no longer uh, seem to function properly. 
I felt like I was trying to run through mud. I had to stop and stretch out for a few minutes before I could physically keep going again. I had to keep focusing on the, on the finish line. Well, verse 14 gives us the most wonderful motivation uh, to keep on running the Christian race, uh, even when it's hard. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. To help us to think a bit more about that, I need a couple of volunteers. So I need, um, I need an older volunteer. Uh, anyone happy to stick their hand in the air? This is always hard. David, David Lawton, come on up. Um, and I need a child as well to come and help me with this. Go on, someone be brave. Otherwise, otherwise I'll pick on you. <laughs> you happy? Do you want to come up? Come on up. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Do you want to come? Do you want to come and help me? Thanks. Right, if you both, now if you both stand here, brilliant. Now we're going to run a race, okay? In just a moment. So get ready. Oh, David's already limbering up. Do you think you can beat him? Okay, three, two, one, go. David, what are you doing? You didn't tell me where to go. Oh, well done. Great job. Great job. You can take a seat. Thank you. Well done. David, what happened? You didn't even get off the starting line. I didn't know where I was going. Oh, okay. I, I did forget, actually. Thank you, David. I did, forget, um, I did forget to tell David, which is a bit of a problem, uh, where the finish line was. And... Uh, and th- that's the problem, isn't it? If you don't know where the finish line is, uh, you don't know how to keep going. But wonderfully, Paul is saying in those, in those words that, that the Christian does know where the finish line is. We know that one day we're going to be with Jesus forever, enjoying his perfect presence. So there are going to be challenging things for us this year uh, in the rest of our Christian lives, but we can still run the race uh, with joyful endurance because we know that We know Jesus, we love him as our deepest treasure, and we know that he's coming back. We know that we are looking forward to that prize of being in his perfect presence for all eternity. And so God is calling us uh, to fix our eyes on him going into this new year. You know, every mile of the marathon, you get a a marker. But on the final stretch, uh, you get a mile of marker all the way along. But on the final stretch, you, you get more. They're closer together. Get one at 800 meters, and then 400 meters, 200, 100. Uh, the crowds are thicker. They cheer you on. And it's all designed to motivate you. Keep going. You're almost there. Keep going. You're almost there. And my experience was that that, that last mile was very painful. But you, you keep running because you, could, you know that the finish line is coming. And it's a wonderful moment of relief, of exhilaration when you cross that line. And of course, the, the prize at the end of the, the Christian way, race is infinitely wonderful, infinitely greater than, than crossing a finish line in a race. Nothing can compare with that eternal joy of knowing Christ as Lord, of living in his presence for all eternity. And that is the glorious destination. That is the prize for everyone who has trusted in Jesus. So as a church family, as individuals, keep going 
as we go into this new year. Keep going. The prize is eternally worth it. Three great ambitions. To know and love Jesus more. To leave behind pride and regret. And to fix our eyes on that eternal prize. So as we encourage one another to do that, to keep going, as Sue French is going to come and she's going to lead us in prayer. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week.